For the word of God is living and active, sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing to the division of soul and spirit and of joints and of marrow, and discerning the thoughts and intentions of the heart. That is Hebrews 4.12. Uh, welcome to the Make War podcast. Today we're going to be talking about the importance of studying the Word of God. Um, Carson, why is it important that we study the Word of God? Well, one of the things that's important about studying the Word is that you really start to understand God's heart and who He is and the character that that He represents through the Old Testament, through the New Testament, really through the scripture as a whole, you get a sense of who God is. So it shows us who the character of God is. And then also it shows us ourselves and our need for a savior. Um, it really helps us all to also to cultivate the mind of God. So you think about Romans 12, two, where it says we are not to be conformed to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of our mind. And so the mm-hmm. way that we can really accelerate that process is by spending time in the word because the word is so against culture mm-hmm. and that allows us to really cultivate the mind of God and step into the transformation that God has for us. Definitely. Um, I, it's so important to know the heart and mind of God. And I feel like as we look around, a lot of people might come up with their own thoughts about who God is. And is that just, is that just something that I see? Like people don't, necessarily read the Bible so their thoughts are like either God is just this wrathful God or like wow he's he's all about me kind of thing those are kinds of things that I've seen is that something that like you would say that you've seen as well yeah definitely I mean I think if you're not being shaped by the word of God then you're being shaped by something else and there are demonic influences behind the different thought patterns and philosophies of the world. And so if you're not rooted in what the Bible says about God, then you are going to have false interpretations of who God is because it's just based on your own mind and and how you're being influenced, not based on scripture. And so when we look at scripture, we get a clear picture of the truth of God, uh, the truth of God's character, his justice, his mercy, his unfailing love, his forgiveness, his compassion. I think a really great spot when you're looking at God's character to look is just in the Psalms, looking at um, just David and other psalmists that are writing these poems to God. They're writing these works of literature to God that are all about him and his character. And and so I think that's a really good place to start even when you're looking at who is God. You're yeah. able to see that pretty clearly represented everywhere in the Bible, but I feel like the Psalms is a really good spot too to, to, to jump into that. Yeah, for me, like understanding God's heart in the Old Testament was so interesting because I've been a Christian for so long, but I think culture has kind of set like, hey, God, the God of the Old Testament is this angry, mm. wrathful God, and that's all he is, which is totally not true. And even kind of recently, just reading through Exodus when God passes through Moses and passes through, passes around Moses while he's in these rocks, and God is declaring his own characterization of himself as he passes through Moses. And the things that he talks about is... Lo- like um what is the word uh 
un, something like unending love. That might mm. not be the right. But yeah. like his his never ending love, his justice, and his righteousness. And so I was like, oh my gosh, God literally declares who he is in the Old Testament that he is love, he is justice, he is righteousness in the Old Testament. And then we see that also in the New Testament with Jesus. And so it is so important to really dig deep into the Bible because even even if we read kind of sparingly, we still might be influenced by the world and like not necessarily knowing deeply mm. the word of God. So how do you go about that then? Like what's a what's a good practice, a practical practice takeaway for someone listening to this that wants to get into the word of God but doesn't know where to start and doesn't really want it to be surface level but actually wants to get into the content. They actually want to cultivate that heart of God and understand more about God's character and who they are. Yeah, I'd say stick to a plan it's <laughs> really about yeah. sticking to a plan but um newer christians definitely starting listening to the god or listening listening reading the gospels and taking everything in from around it not just reading um, a chapter and just thinking of it as an isolated event which i think i used to do mm-hmm. but reading it as a whole story like Hey, chapter one and chapter two, they go together. These two things actually connect, and you got to put these things together. Um, so starting with the Gospels and then having that kind of mindset, um, for people that are not new believers, people that have been um, believers for a while, um, in the church, all that kind of stuff, I'd say read things that you haven't read before. Really challenge yourself, like, there are a bunch of books in the Old Testament that I used to kind of avoid. Like a lot of the minor prophets, I'd kind of mm-hmm. avoid because I'm like, I don't, Amos, I don't know about Amos. Like <laughs> I've never heard anybody talk about him before. And so I kind of just avoid that. But really reading it and trying to understand what God's saying to these people, through these people, that that, under, that will help you understand his heart. Um, and just sticking to these things, even when they might seem dry at times, even when they might seem like, oh man, I really don't get it. Just keep it up, read it through. And even if you don't understand it, it's okay to come back later and be like, all right, I got this one little point from this. I'll I'll pray that God will help me understand his word through it again later. That's great. And journaling questions and thoughts is a really great opportunity to just as you engage with the text and asking those questions, bringing up, you know, concerns or things that stuck out to you with a friend or with maybe a mentor or someone that is maybe a little bit further on in their faith than you are is a really great option too. Um, I think that's something that honestly in my life, I want to do that better. I feel like there's opportunities where I could go to people that mentor me and say, Hey, I read something about King David in the Old Testament and why did it seem like God didn't take any action on it? Or if, you know, things like that. Or why did God harden Pharaoh's heart? There's like some of these really difficult Bible questions to answer. And I think it's easy to get caught up in that sometimes when you read a text because we're reading it in the 21st century and we're so far removed from when the text was written, sometimes some of the cultural nuances and and those sorts of things can get lost. And so having someone 
who is ahead of you in 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 um in their Christian faith as a believer that you can go to to ask those questions, yeah. to reach out with concerns, to get excited about what you're learning. I think that's a real something that like even in my own life, man, like I need that more. And I need someone mm-hmm. also who's behind me that I can be discipling as well in that way. Yeah. I think what you really hit on was humility when reading the scriptures. Because when those types of things come up, you see a lot of people get frustrated and then they'll just put the Bible away or even some people will come up with those types of things they don't understand and they just, hey, throw God away with it too. But a lot of that is just humility in reading the scriptures and saying, God, teach me like what is going on in this. Mm. And whether that's through a mature believer or maybe God gives you um, some sort of uh, teaching in church or um, maybe he just can do it through the Holy Spirit in your mind just like that and really teach you what his character is and what's going on um, within the scripture that you're reading. And as I just read um, in Hebrews 4, um, it talks about the word being like a sword that pierces and um, the heart and discerns everything that's going on um, in your heart and humility is key. Like if you want God to change you, if you want God to know uh, you more, if you want to uh, help know him more, like all of that is done through scripture. And like it literally, the the word reads you like mm. it really does. Mm-hmm. So just be open and humble about what you're reading and don't be prideful. Like, you know, everything and just take it all in for what it is, I think is another good thing to add on top of that. Yeah, there's the Holy Spirit does something in you when you're reading the word in terms of conviction. You look at discerning the thoughts and intentions of the heart. So through reading the word, God reveals to you your motivations for doing something. And I just love, I love that. I love Hebrews 4.12 and, and what that's communicating. So when we think about getting into like creating a healthy habit of studying the word, what are some things that you've learned? Because you've been a believer for years. So a few years. Yeah, a few years. So what what are some like how have you seen your Bible study habits change over that course of time? And then also what advice would you have to someone who maybe wants to create a habit of reading scripture but doesn't know how? doesn't know what time of day, doesn't know what translation to read. Mm. Like what are some tips that you would give someone that sees the value of studying the word, but hasn't really fully stepped into that yet? I'd say, wow, that was a lot of questions. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) That was a lot of questions. (laughs) Um, When I was younger, I'd say I just picked up the Bible whenever I felt like it kind of deal. Like, oh, yeah, sure, I want to know more about God. I'll pick up the Bible and Mm -hmm. kind of just read randomly. So not for a set time, not for a set length, not for a set book or anything like that. Um, In high school, I more of started to pick up, hey, like I'm going to read part of this certain book. And then finally, by the time I got to college, it was, hey, I wanted to read this book. I'm going to read a book at a time and keep um, in step with it and keep a consistent pace. I found that to be really helpful, reading just a book at a time, Mm. because you can kind of put everything together, whereas 
sure, a chapter or a verse at a time might be helpful and it might encourage you. It might help you understand God a little bit, but it also, it doesn't help you connect all the dots of what's going on around it and what the big picture of that book in the Bible is. So reading that all the way through has been really helpful. And then, like you said, journaling has been super helpful. Um, what? what yeah, I was going to just add in something into that too. I think it's really important as you're studying the word too, to read it in the context in which it was written. Because I think yeah. sometimes you lose, you can lose the significance of a metaphor or a story in scripture when you don't understand the context. And so yeah. like when Paul's writing to the church at Philippi and he's writing Philippians, there's certain language that he uses. There's certain things that he's talking about because yeah. that church in Philippi is having issues on whatever topic. So understanding the context, I think of, of the word is really important. It gives it like almost an enhanced meaning that Definitely. we lose because we're so far removed from that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think that is, that is so important to read, like to really go through a whole book of the Bible. And I think honestly, like if you attend a local church, there's opportunities even just to read along with whatever your pastor is going through. Yeah. So for example, our church right now is going through first Corinthians and something that I, I haven't done personally, but I think would be beneficial is to read along with each section as it's being preached on Sundays. So yep. then that way you're kind of getting it reinforced throughout the week as opposed to just hearing a Sunday sermon and then, you know, kind of going throughout your week and not really having it really press into your heart and impact you and influence you. That's a great point. Um, staying in tune with your church, that can give you, like, if you don't have a plan in mind, stay with what your church is doing. And that can just be a plan in itself. And then you're plugged in with Sunday stuff. And then you're also connected to church leadership and uh, anybody else around you that's reading the same thing. I think that that's a really great idea. I also want to um, clear up anything that I might have just said about reading a book at a time. Um, I don't mean just reading the whole thing right in a row. Mm -hmm. You can read just, hey, a chapter um, or two chapters or whatever is sticking in your mind that's fresh. Um, and like you, you mentioned earlier, day or night, do you, do you read day or night? I would suggest whenever you're the most awake. So if you're the most awake in the mornings, go ahead and do your study, do your prayer time with God in the mornings. Um, but like my wife, she's a late night owl. Like she stays up so late. She's energized at night. She's running around like crazy. Uh, maybe not running around like crazy. <laughs> but in the mornings, it's really tough for her because she's. It takes her a while to wake up. So when she reads the word, she doesn't necessarily get as much out of it as compared to when she does it later. But I'm a little bit oppositely. I can do it in the mornings. Um, so just wanted to make that point. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So what happens when you are reading the word, and you feel like it's not resonating with you? It's hard to understand. It feels just like a task. And you're not really feeling like you're in touch with God. How do you how do you maintain your consistency in that? Because we know that any habit, any any habit, good or bad, is maintained through consistency, consistent, repetitive behavior. So, 
this is obviously a good habit that we all as Christians want to foster in our own lives so that we can grow in a relationship with God. We can grow in understanding of him and we can be convicted about things that we need to be convicted about and we can just grow. And so we want this to be a positive habit. How can we continue forward even when it's it feels dry and it feels like I'm in the middle of Leviticus and I'm reading about all these laws and I have no idea what any of this means. Like, how do I continue to press into that? You get down, you do some push-ups, and you get back up and you read it again. <laughs> <laughs> you got to get the blood flow going. No, it's just what you said, consistency. Yeah. So if you're like, hey, I have to read like this chapter. Like this, I've been going through whatever book I need to read a chapter a day. That's why I set read that chapter and if for some reason you are just dragging you're reading through the laws in Leviticus and you're like I don't get this just power through seriously power through even though you might not understand all of it you're gonna get a little bit and as God matures you and grows you he will help you understand it so just get it in for now and then let God kind of grow that seed Mm. of knowledge in you as you go on this race of following Christ. Um, I'd also say there's a good balance. You want to push, but if you really like, like if your goal is to read like five chapters a day and you're dragging from the beginning, don't sit there and just let your mind go to mush. If you're thinking about other things, like just stick to, a shortened version of that. Make sure you actually read during the day and then you can go on and get refreshed, do something else and come back to it. So what I'm hearing you say is that even when you don't want to, you need to stay consistent and build that discipline and do the godly until the heart catches up. Uh, Yes, that's what I'm saying. (laughs) Yeah, that's awesome. I I think that's so true. Like I think sometimes us as Americans too, we want comfort, we want ease, we don't want to do anything hard. And so I think in order to really develop a solid, strong, deep time in the word, you have to be consistent and you have to be disciplined with, and and honestly, like if you want transformation, if you want to cultivate the mind of God and really understand who, who Jesus is, you have to get into the word. I mean, there's no... There's no other way around that. I mean, there's other biblical disciplines that we're going to talk about in this series, but this is one of the big ones. I mean, this is absolutely massive. This is absolutely massive because the emphasis on Scripture, within Scripture, is everywhere, and it's huge. Like, this is God, through the written word, telling us about his revelation for humanity for all time. And... Old Testament, like, you know, you get the first five books of the Bible, it all talks about it, and then you get through prophets, you get through all of that, they tell, hey, the Word of God, huge, okay, Kings, Chronicles, Samuel, all that, the Word of God, the Word of God, the Word of God, and then you get to the Word of God made manifest in Jesus, Gospels, Jesus himself talks about the importance of Scripture, that Scripture points to Christ, And then all of the epistles, everything, revelation, hey, the word of God, the word of God, the word of God, trust in it, trust in the word of God. And I guess um, 
going off of what I just said about the Word of God being mentioned over and over and over and revealing uh, to Christ how... <laughs> Ding. <laughs> oh, gosh. Um, I feel like a lot of people might not understand that the Word of God, what that means is the revelation that God has set for humanity and how that's made known in Christ. When did you understand that and what did that do for you that this whole thing is about Jesus? Hmm. Yeah, I think for me, I I was blown away by the prophecies that came true in Christ that there was a human person carried along by the Holy Spirit that was able to write something down thousands of years before Jesus came and it came true. I think that was like a really big thing for me, looking into all the prophecies in the Old Testament that pointed to Jesus and then seeing him show up and everything was fulfilled. The smallest little details. I mean, everything from his clothes being gambled for as he was hanging up on the cross to being born in Bethlehem. I mean, there's just, there's so much there that it is supernatural. Like without a doubt to me, that is, that is like such a powerful argument for the reliability, the the authority of scripture. Like you look at that and it's like, man, how is that even possible? You know? And that's something that gets me really excited too. But even just, getting into the word and allowing allowing myself to meditate on God's character and mm-hmm. reinforce those ideas and those those things that I might hear in the context of Christian community but then being able to sit with that one on one with the Lord in a quiet place like just cultivating and building that relationship with him because ultimately that's why Jesus came was yes to forgive us of our sin but he he did that so that we might have right relationship with God. Yeah. And so having that one-on-one time where you don't have distractions, where you're able to single-mindedly focus on the reason why you exist, Ooh. that that is that is so powerful. Mm-hmm. It's one thing to sit down at your kitchen table and have your kids or your friends or whoever you're living with like making breakfast in the morning and everything. It's another thing to, to sit down in like a silent, quiet spot with the word of God and really dive in and spend time in prayer with him. Um, I think about also too, something that has really helped me is just praying through the scriptures. Mm-hmm. So this is something that we talked about at our church actually on one of the young adult nights the young adult leader actually encouraged us to pray through a section of Philippians. And when you're doing that, it's like you're praying the words, the word of God back to God. And you're saying like, God, this is all true. Mm. And there's something that's so powerful about that, especially in the Psalms. I've been in the Psalms lately with my chronological study. And that has been so cool to just pray the truth of scripture back to God and really get that like implanted into my heart and into my mind. And so I think that's something that has been a, a, just an awesome revelation, but there's something about just reading scripture through the Holy spirit and allowing that to transform and change you. I mean, I remember like when I first became a Christian three years ago, reading the word of God, was like this amazing thing right after I got saved, it was like this fire was under me. And like, I just, I need to be constantly praying to continue to have that even now, you know? So. Wow. 
Yeah, that's amazing. I was thinking, as you were saying all of that, just being transformed by the Word of God, not only does the Word give us insight about God's character, but like we said, it okay, it reads you. We should have a response to the Word of God. We should have a response to what God is telling us about Himself. We should have a response to what He's telling us about us as people, as His creation. And I think that might be something that is harder to grasp, really. I think as we read this, we can say, wow, God did this, God did that. But what does it say about us? Where where, where do we stand in front of God? And hmm. it's clear from the beginning, uh, talking about the fall and our sin and our, our state of mind, uh, state of judgment before God with without our sins being cleansed by Christ. That's really sobering, but it also shows us, man, what's our state with Christ? And what does that mean for us? How should our lives be led? And so what we should be doing is responding to how does God want our lives to be led? And how do we do this um, for his glory in in uh, in communication and teamwork mm-hmm. with the Holy Spirit, I think a lot of that is kind of lacking. I guess mm-hmm. if we if we're our if our response to reading the Word is I already know all of that, then you haven't been looking at it as I need to respond to it. It's just some fact in your mind. This isn't just facts. It's it, it is facts and it, it is, is truth. truth. Yeah, but it's also action at the same time. This is about the action of God, and it is about our response towards Him as well. That reminds me of something that we often say at church: when God speaks, it demands a response, and God is speaking through the Word of God, so that demands you to respond in such a way, both mentally, physically, spiritually. I think that's a really great point because you can have all the head knowledge in the world and not be transformed and not have your life look any different, right? You could have a PhD in biblical studies, but not know God, right? It's like, that's scary. It's really scary. Yeah. So I think that goes back to one of the verses that we have written down here is James 1, 22 to 25, but be doers of the word and not hearers only deceiving yourselves. For if anyone is a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is like a man who looks intently at his natural face in the mirror. For he looks at himself and goes away and at once forgets what he was like. But the one who looks into the perfect law, the law of liberty, and perseveres, being no hearer who forgets, but a doer who acts, he will be blessed in his doing. So James is illustrating that same point that we can't just be reading this as knowledge and not do anything about it, that it demands a response. It demands us to step into something. It calls Mm -hmm. us out. It convicts us of sin, but it also shows us if we are believers of our right standing with Christ and the hope and the joy and the peace that comes with that. I think it's easy for us, especially as men to focus on the negative um, and like the ways that we need to improve but also the word of God, it gives us hope. Definitely. 
it gives us etern like it, it 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 paints a picture of eternity. It allows us to focus on Christ and and see who he is and what he has provided for us on earth and also in the life to come. Yeah. Man, there's nothing like being able to see what God is doing in your life through the word. Like as a believer and you're being constantly sanctified, being made more like Christ, you I can look back and be like, wow, as I'm reading the word and as I'm being like convicted of sin and God's showing me like the life that he has for me already in in the future, like my desires have like just changed over time. And it's so crazy to look at that and be like, wow, like that's the work of God. And that's also my heart wanting to be shaped by him. Mm. And like, he's doing it because I, I want him to be my whole life, you know? So like, Hey, just get in the word, like get in the word and be shaped by God. It's, it's so amazing to see that. Yeah. And I, that's really great. And just the authority of scripture is really important too, that when we read the word, we need to be submitting ourselves to what it is saying. We need to be in constant submission to the authority of God's word over our lives, not our own opinions, not our own preferences, but biblical conviction and, and what God is saying. We need to prioritize that over what we feel like our identity is or what we feel like we should be doing. We need to constantly submit. In Psalm 119, 105 says, your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. And so when we're looking for guidance, turn to the word of God, right? It's a light to everything. Uh, No matter how stressful of a time you're going through, no matter how easy of a time, how dark of a time, he's a light to your path and a lamp for your feet. Like God is going to show up and, his, his word is going to show you where you need to go, what you need to do. So as we, as we close this episode, let's, let's be focused on having a plan and staying consistent to that plan to get into the word of God, to allow transformation to happen and that we might be able to cultivate the mind of God and understand who God is and also understand what's required of us as a response to that. And so this next month, we encourage you guys just to focus on having a solidified plan, staying consistent, staying disciplined, Mm -hmm. and cultivating that habit of getting into the Word and studying Scripture. Yeah. Yeah, get into the Word, study Scripture, be consistent, and just allow God to transform you and and just really look upon what he's been doing um, in your life and all around you. Thank you for listening to the Make War podcast. We will see you next month when you're better at reading your Bibles. Remember, make war. Peace out.